Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for tonight. As we come before your presence in this short time, I pray that you speak a word to us. Lift us up from wherever you, we are, oh God. I pray for those who come in weary from an exam. I pray that by the end of the service, strength would have returned. And I pray, Lord, that it will be a good time in your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Well, I'm happy to be in church. Oh. Are you happy to be in church too? Can the feedback... Hello, hello. Is it working? Hopefully. How are the exams going? Yeah, hey. Fantastic exams. We thank the Lord. It's too powerful. It's too powerful. Before I start preaching, I have to introduce me, you to a friend of mine. Who... Who I hope will also become your friend. Okay, he's a friend of ours. He's a friend of ours. Those of you who don't know him, you'll be seeing him around more. So, Pastor Paul, maybe you can stand and just wave at us. Uh-huh. Hey, you can't give me such a tame wave. We are sorry. Okay, so after service, introduce yourself to him. Hmm. As if there are some obedient children be. Listen, if your friend or your roommate is not here, tell them that by the time they arrive, we would really have closed. Uh-huh. This service, it will not go over 8.30. Uh-huh. It will not go over 8.30. No. Tell your neighbor, it is war time. Uh-huh. In time of war, things are different. Amen. Oh, are you there? Powerful. So that you will not say that, hey, because we were in the church, you know, I was not able to read from my enzyme. That's why I didn't pass. If you haven't read up to now, we are tonight. Tomorrow is the exam. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I want us to continue on our series on faith. How many of us have enjoyed it so far? Good. Amen. And I pray that it's not only that you are enjoying it, but that you are actually letting your faith grow. Are you with me? Those of you who have been sending me texts that you are actually for the first time enjoying exams, the reason is that maybe it's the first time you are applying your faith to your exam. Are you seeing it? You are applying your faith to the exam. So last week we started to talk about developing our faith. If the faith is so good, how can we build it up? Isn't it? In it. Romans 10, 7. Romans 10, sorry, 17. It was what? So then, oh, so because you are learning, you have thrown away all your scriptures. <laughs> These people are spoiling it. Eh? You were supposed to quote. They put it there. Okay, so please read it. Romans ten seventeen. Let's go. Romans ten seventeen. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. And I think last week we talked about this, isn't it? Because we're talking about how to therefore grow our faith. I read for you a number of scriptures last week which show that you can have small faith, great faith, little faith, weak faith, ever-increasing faith. Are you there? Dead faith. And I think we all decided that we want our faith to increase and we want to move on. So last week we talked about how what you hear is important. And that's why when we are chasing you and saying, make sure you have the podcast. You see, some of you, you have the podcast. So that when I ask, do you have podcast? You say yes. But you are not hearing. You have done yourself. Ah, you can't take a horse to the riverside. You cannot force it to drink the water. If you do not listen to it, it is you, your faith, that will not be growing. Because we are not asking you to listen to it so that anything... But is that it is, it is where your faith will grow from. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. As you are listening, I think that there are two main keys that you receive. One of the things you receive on the, the podcast is wisdom. As I move around and as I have lived on this earth a few years, I have discovered that wisdom is a very scarce commodity. It is true. It is true. When you look at the thing called human foolishness, hey, Everybody can see. The man is a drunkard. Don't marry the man. Open her eye like this. 
and marry the man. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. You can see. Oh, everybody can see. So is it wisdom or is foolishness? <laughs> yeah. I hope you are getting the point I'm making. I mean, so many things are clear. The habit that you are struggling with, you can see that it's not good for you. You can see. But, hey, hey. So wisdom is one of the things that really comes through the words on the podcast. I love the prayers the most. When the praying starts, I feel that my faith, my faith rises up when I hear the words that have been spoken. Amen. And some of you, you are still sending me texts that you had a dream and in the dream you were dying and you saw a snake chasing you. It's a clear sign you are not listening to the podcast because if you were listening, you would know which one to open, open to the prayer and fire the prayer in the room. Fire it and then repeat it and fire it again. And, repeat it. and as you are playing that prayer, faith builds up in your heart. Yeah. Faith builds up in your heart. When you start to think that an uncircumcised Philistine can take your life. What's wrong with you? Hey. Do you know who an uncircumcised Philistine is? Anybody or anything. Anybody or anything. And the last time, the way my grandmother spoke to me, I can't see she said which. And so what? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> the point is that she may be. But you, child of God, what's she going to say? That has an effect on your life. But you see, the same way that faith has, comes by hearing, so also unbelief. Unbelief also comes by hearing. Fear also comes by hearing. It is actually the door that familiar spirits use. So they come to you and then they'll say that, you know, they are familiar spirits. We call them familiar because they are familiar. They know a few things about you. So they'll use those few things about you. Then they'll now prophesy they are evil. And then you two are shivering and saying it. I had a dream. In the dream, you went for what? Something, something, something. And you died. Then you say, I died. Ha! As soon as, oh, they have got their door. They have got their door. I love a story, Bishop, um, Bishop, um, what's his name? Prophet Kakra, Bishop Kakra tells of how he went somewhere and some random prophet came and told him that I saw that your wife would die this year. He didn't ask the man where did you see him? Where, where do you know my wife? He didn't ask that. He said, oh no, you have made a mistake. The man said, I've not made a mistake. He said, you have made a mistake. It is your wife who will die this year. <laughs> Unfortunately, the man's wife did die that year. Yeah. He told the man, <laughs> no, the man said, are you saying I'm a false prophet? He said, no, no, no. How do you say you are a false prophet? Oh, that's why die. somebody will die. It's only the person who died that you didn't see the face well. It was your wife. <laughs> but you see, that's how familiar spirits work. Yeah. So because faith comes by fearing, uh, hearing, <laughs> comes by hearing, and unbelief also the same way. So they come with their unbelief and they come with their stories. And then you listen. And then fear enters and a door has entered. There's a story I read a, a long time ago. I really like that story. And it is a true story. It was written um, by a gentleman who started a very well-known fellowship at the time called Youth with a Mission. He won thousands and thousands of young people to the Lord with that ministry. And this guy, they are still there. Wow. Lauren Cunningham, he started it. When he was a child... He was a child in a house. I don't remember how many siblings. His father had gone away to World War I. And he, or two, actually I don't remember which. Whatever they came, tell anybody it was a World War. Please, it doesn't matter whether one or two. So, this man said that they were in the house one day when there was a knock on the door. When his mother went to open the door, he said, a man dressed from head to foot, black hat, black coat, 
black trousers, black umbrella, black shoes. He said the thing was so wild that they, the children, when the mother, the mother opened the door and they saw the man, they ran away, went to hide behind the sofa. The mother did not allow the man in, so she just stood at the door. And then the man came and said, I have a message from the Lord for you. And the guy said, he was a prophet from I don't know where, and that her husband will return, but he will be wounded, and he will be returned as a corpse in his pajamas. And this little woman who during this wartime had been struggling to feed her children, that's where I learned this thing, because it struck me. Instead of her to close the door and start to wail like most of you would do, the woman looked at the man and said, well, I'm a child of God, and I think that if God had such an important message for me, he would have told me first. Thank you very much. And she shut the door. When she shut the door, she collected her children. She said, hey, three days, no eating, we are praying. Yeah. And they began to pray. A couple of weeks passed, and truly, as the man said, they got a message. Their father was wounded. But when they went to meet him, he was not a corpse. He came out of the train walking. He was wearing his pajamas. Wounded, but alive. Amen. I said wounded, but alive. Don't let some random word be passing. What's the use of your faith? Because the woman knew something most of you don't know. And that is that the word of a prophet, it usually first and foremost comes to edify. Usually. And encourage and build up usually. It may also come with other things, but usually it is a confirmation of what you already know. So for you to stand here and tell me that I'm going to uh, where? Give me the name of a town. Begra, what? Begra. I'm moving. I'm collecting my children, my family, my everything. I'm moving to Begra. The person is not your spiritual father. He has never seen it before. He told you that you are moving to Begro. You used to say that, oh, some random prophet passing. No, 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 no. Usually, you would have had some, yes, go to Begro. Then something will now come. Unless it is probably somebody in authority over you. When your father is speaking, it's different. Because the father can send you, because he's sending you, or he has heard. But random, the person is passing. Hey, you have left your life. Allow me to take time because it's based on the things I hear from you. Yeah. So allow me to take my time and, and to just punch a hole in this because I keep on getting the message. I am confused. Why are you confused? As soon as the word brought you confusion, God is not inside. I'm not a God of confusion. So somebody who has brought you a message and the message has left you in confusion. No, no, please. Is it no, please or no, thank you? It's no, thank you. Amen. I hope you are with me so far. I'm taking time because I'm talking about hearing. So instead of wasting time and hearing the random words throwing through the air, guard your ears and hear the correct thing. Emoji with the eyes up. We shall wait until it goes. <clears throat> okay. The next thing I think we spoke about was what you see. Isn't it? And we read from Matthew chapter 14. And we began to talk about how what you see brings up your faith or breaks down your faith. And we had a look at Peter. And I was telling you that media, I like Peter. I really like him. Why am I saying that I... Oh, sit down, I'll come here. Why am I saying that I like him? Because I feel that he moved in faith. Maybe he didn't finish his transactional but I will always think he's better off than somebody who didn't start. Yeah. You know. And it was only when he started walking on, uh, I mean, walking around, and then he saw that, mm, 
The wind is very strong. Hey! It's blowing. Why <laughs> It's coming. Yeah, Timo. <laughs> Amen. So the guy had faith and he was moving around and he was walking on the water. He was actually walking. At least he can boast and say that I took four steps on the water. Yeah. You, you didn't do any. At least I did four. But better still is to just not look around and keep your, your eyes fixed on Jesus. And for many of us, that is how it is. You go into the exam room and you open the exam paper. When you look at it, you scan down. You haven't seen it. Go, ah! <laughs> Take your time. Take your time. Settle down. Settle down. Who was it who gave us the testimony? He said that person said that I put my head on the table and slept a little. Because <laughs> the person realized that look, my breath. I've learned the whole night. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but when the person woke up after the little dose, the person slept. <laughs> when the person sat up again, please, I'm not advertising. Going to, uh, <laughs> Then the person said that when she woke up and she looked again. Oh, I can answer this question. They are wondering who. The person is sitting here. (laughs) Yeah, I remembered this point and that point and that point. It must have been good. I told you she missed the first class by only point two. Yeah. So it must have been good. Amen. So what do you see? And this man, and this guy, he was seeing Jesus, and while he saw Jesus, he was okay. May God help us to see Jesus. Yeah. There's a way in which the Lord just stabilizes us. Keep watching. Stop looking at the ground. Some of us, we are like chickens. If you stay like a chicken, it's always looking at the ground. It's always pecking something at the ground. Do you know that when you look at the ground, you're going to crash your car? When you are taught in a proper driving school, emphasis on the proper. One of your, in fact, your very first lesson when you sit behind the wheel and you start to move the car, they'll tell you, look straight. Because the first impulse is to look in front of the car. You will immediately, oh, immediately your car will go the wrong way. Amen. So they'll tell you, look up, look straight. If driving, you need to look up. Is it faith that you are looking down? What is down there? So lift up your eyes and see Jesus. Amen. I want to continue because we're still developing our faith. And today I want to talk about you using your faith. Using your faith. Remember that we started from the point where we said that everybody has a measure of faith. God gives to everybody something. So you started with a bit of faith. And you may choose to stay there. But it's not wise. Come up higher. Come up higher. Hallelujah. Come up higher. It is like lifting weights. Who starts lifting 100 kilos? Okay, 150. Who starts? It's not like that. What was it that Festus taught us, Mojo 1? He said what? 5 kilos. You get used to the 5. 10 kilos. 15 kilos. Because I remember asking him, right in church here, I said, if it is 100, can you? I said, no, 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 no. He said, there's nothing like that. It doesn't happen. And so, it's like lifting weights. Those who lift, the more you lift, the more you can lift. Isn't it? So also your faith. The more you use it, the more you can use it. Ask your neighbor, when last did you use your faith? Please, don't just ask the question. Get an answer. (laughs) What did the person say? Oh, they said what? Some people don't know. Some people cannot recall ever using their faith. Somebody said they have never used their faith. Tell your neighbor if you haven't, if you haven't used your faith before, then you have been a fool. Tell your neighbor you have been a fool, pa. You have really been a fool. Ah. At least the small that is there, use it. Eh? Hallelujah. The small that is there. The principle of gaining by trading is a principle in the Bible. Gaining by trading. Getting more by using what you have. 
Hallelujah. It is the world that says what you have, keep it. But with God is different. So let's read Luke chapter 19. I beg your pardon. Luke chapter 19, I'm starting from verse 12. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. And that's what Jesus has done to us. Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Are you seeing the thing there? Gained by trading. Then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. And he said, well done, etc., etc. And the story goes on. Hallelujah. The more you use your faith, the less effort you are going to need to believe God. When you do it once, believe him for one thing, gaining by trading. The truth of the matter is that gaining by trading is a principle in the life of a believer. Not only for faith, for almost everything. A singer who doesn't sing, your voice will finish. But a singer who sings, the voice will keep on yeah, improving, improving. Amen. Are you with me? In the, in the Matthew rendition of this story, I believe it is, where it tells us that the one who had five talents got five more. It is when you start to use your five gifts that God gave you. That's when you discover, son, I have five others I never knew I had. Yes. As you are sitting in the church, you are sitting here, you are doing nothing. There are so many things you can do, but you don't know. But as you start to do them, you suddenly discover there are other things. I didn't know I could do them. Amen. You have gained by trading. So if you want to increase your faith also, how do you do it? By increasing it, by using what you have. Use the faith that you have. Hey. How? Number one, name it. As you can be sure, I'm teaching you from... You know, I'm always showing you the book that I teach from. Because some of you, your Macarius, since you bought it, it is still wrapped in the pan. That's why I'm not giving you a deal over Macario 60. The what? Macario 60. And the way that you are. Oh. Yeah, you should have had it. It has some very wild books inside. Hey. It has got what? Must know. Bible memorization scriptures are inside. It has also got a book called Read Your Bible, Pray Every Day. It also has a book called what? There Were Two Trees. It, uh, you'll be there. It also has what again? Eh. What? Neutral, how to neutralize cases. It's inside. Know your invisible enemy. One of you is a devil. Hey! When you hear the title cry, you should want to read the book. Those of you who are afraid that somebody has cursed you, you need to buy that book. Ah. Hmm. So, first of all, name it. What do you want from God? You see, we've had this lesson before in another way. Yeah, in another way. But I'm saying it again because it ha- you see, faith, it comes by hearing. Some people were not here when we started. Now I'm saying it again and again. What do you want? And I was sharing with you about how one of Jesus' favorite questions when somebody came to him for, <laughs> for help, then he would ask, what do you want me to do? And the question almost sounds funny. I mean, if a blind man is coming to you, is it not his eyes he wants? Abba, if the man is a leper, is it not healing? If he's a cripple, is it not his legs he wants? But Jesus always asked that question, what do you want? One of the amazing things on this earth is that most people don't know what they want. It's true. You see, if I give you five seconds in which to tell me five things you need for five seconds, most people will use the five seconds. They can't even start to say one. It's true. They'll be sitting down there uh, seconds, so seconds are one, two, three, four, 
five, it's over. Most people do not know what they want. Most people. The guys who you see who are of marriageable age who have not married, they don't know what they want. They don't know what they want. They see this girl pass, hey, nah, hips. They see this one passing, Charlie, I want Fredria. They see the other one passing, hey, the prophet, there. So it's not that the person cannot marry. It's not that the person is ineligible for marriage. The person doesn't know what he wants. It's just the beginning. Ask your neighbor, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> Many people don't know what they want. Hey, the church has become very quiet. Yeah. Hallelujah. And the truth of the matter is that God is far more willing to give us good things than we are to receive them. Yeah. If God gives us grace, next week we shall be looking at the names of God. Yeah. And you will see that each in each name which was used in the original Bible, he revealed himself bit by bit. Bit by bit. Bit by bit. In every name he gave him, you know, I'm Elohim, the creator. So is it what you want? What do you need created? Because he does many things. Hmm. Amen. But we blame him and we say that he's the one who has caused us problems. Uh, are you there? Psalm 84 and verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from, from them that walk uprightly. Let's read it again. For the Lord is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Amen. If that's what the scripture says about God, it's your choice to believe it or not. And because many don't believe that God is inherently good, they don't know what they want. When a child, when we're children, we believe that our father's will. We believe that our father's plan. My father will buy me an aeroplane. You are so sure that if your father could, he will buy you an aeroplane. It's when you grew up and you became something. That's when he began to say, oh, this man, bicycle cry, motor can cry, don't they say? Yeah. You see? And that is how our relationship with God is. Many times, like as I read and I say that, no good thing will he withhold from, from them. That, you know, are his. He won't withhold anything. The next thing that comes to your mind is that, ah, but if that is true, how come then you think of the next bad thing that has happened to somebody? And that's your faith that is gone. Yeah. But regardless of what is happening, the scripture is true. It's your choice to believe it or not believe it. It's your choice. If you accept that God does not know, that you don't know everything, you will, you, you, you'll be okay. It says that no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. So Lord, help me to walk uprightly because you will not withhold anything from me. And so does it mean that that person who died, hey, people died for different reasons, so God is sovereign. Let me ask you a question. If at the age of 70, you're going to backslide, is it not better that you die when you are 69? So when you die at 69, what is your problem? Or you don't get the point I'm making. We can't answer everything. Yeah. We can't answer everything. But you see that as soon as the scripture come, comes, instead of standing on the scripture and saying that this is what my faith is based on, we counter it with another issue. The fact that somebody died at the age of 20 does not change the goodness of God. <laughs> Some of you, one exam that you have trailed. Hey, I won't believe God again. Don't believe him. Who has lost? You have forgotten the 99 you passed. And that exam number 100 you didn't pass was because you had become so proud. God decided that you cannot continue with this pride. I have to do something. Is that not what happened in the Bible to Joseph? 
God knew what he wanted to use him for. He said, hey, this young man, La Paul, say, this man, baby, last things that he's doing here, I have to sort him out. Otherwise, the responsibility I have for him, it'll go fit. And some of us, we're going through different things because God is just sorting us out. It never changes that the fact is that God is a good God. Yeah. And he does not withhold good things to those who walk uprightly. Hey. The way you are sitting there like, mm, yo, mm. okay, mm, um. Let us read one of, I told you last week, my favorite scripture, one of them, Mark eleven twenty four. If you are wise, you will learn it. Therefore I say to you, unto you, whatsoever, what things soever, what? When you pray, believe. And what? Eh, is this in the Bible or it's not in the Bible? Eh, but God, I was asking you for a car. You didn't bring a car. Look. You're asking for a car. As you are sitting there, right now, how much petrol can you buy? They are suddenly very quiet, too. I remember one time somebody told me that, oh, me, I'm praying, I'm asking God for, <laughs> I'm asking God for a four-wheel drive. That day, I had just gone to buy new tires. <laughs> And I asked him, do you know the cost of one tie? He said, no. Then I told him the price. Ah! The tie can buy a car. <laughs> yeah. So as God is looking at you, you are now coming. You are now coming. So there's, cost, there's some common sense to you asking. You are sitting down there. I want an aeroplane. You want an aeroplane. Where will you pack it? Where will you pack it? Ah. Hmm. Are you in the house? Now, there are so many things that govern what God will give you. And it is good to sit down and study them. Let me give you a few scriptures. A few other scriptures. John chapter 10 and verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So when you hear them saying, when an earthquake has come and they say it is an act of God, it's an insult. God is doing earthquakes so that the devil will be doing what? <laughs> I mean, what work is it? They say it's an act of God. When Ebola comes and sweeps through a place, they say that it's an act of God. When a tsunami comes, so if God is doing tsunami, earthquake, killing people, what, 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 what work is the devil doing? He has put him, eh, I'm angry, I'm angry with God because some people have died. I don't understand your anger. You are angry with what he doesn't have anything to do, do with. He has told you that this, they call him, they call the devil the God of this earth. So if you like, leave yourself under him and see. Hey, he tells us the thief comes. Who is the thief? The devil. To steal, to kill, to destroy. He says, I have come that you might have life. And not just life, but abundant life. Take your pick. Choose what you want. Choose. Hey. Is it a scripture? James chapter 4 and verse 2. One of the very nice ones. James chapter 4 and verse 2. Ah, I don't know why people are laughing when we cannot... Uh, you, you, <laughs> the last part of the scripture says, You have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. So you see that my question, what do you want? It's a question. Yeah. John 15 and verse 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will. It will be done for you. Ask your neighbor how much of the word is in you. Uh, wait, before we get to the words. Are you in Christ? Uh-huh. If you abide in me. So that's point number one. Are you in Christ? When we meet you outside of church, 
will we know you as a Christian? Because quite a number of you, your lives, there are also hidden parts. When nobody is looking at you, a Christian, please ask your neighbor, it's also a question. When nobody is looking at you, are you a Christian? Hey! When somebody's money is lying there, nobody is looking at you. Nobody knows that you are there. Nobody knows that the money is there. Will you leave the money or will you take it? You will be surprised. Yeah. That's why it says that if you abide in me, if you stay in me, abiding means that all the time you are in Christ, you are always thinking. Many of you, even when you are choosing job, you don't think about God. You just think about the money that they'll pay you. Think about the big things that will bring you. Meanwhile, surely, nothing. Oh, nothing like that. One day, look, someone should remind me. Next semester, I think that we'll do a certain meeting. Mm. I'll call people who have major jobs to come and tell you whether it's as you think. We'll call a few doctors to tell you. We'll find some bankers to tell you. You will see that the only ones who are content are those who believe Christ. Yeah. All the others, they are chasing my look, they are running faster and faster to stand still. As you are right, faster, but you are just in the same place. Yeah. Most of the bankers, as you see them there, they look loans. Oh yeah. When you are broke on the fifteenth, they were broke on the fourteenth. <laughs> loans, loans Thank you. When you say they don't believe you. They wait to finish school and go. Then they will not start sending me text. Now what you said, it is strong. What you said, it is true. Better believe it now. What's the point believing it after it has happened? <laughs> and my words abide in you. And now you can ask your neighbor, the word of God is it in you? If I want to spoil this meeting right now, all I need is a microphone walking down uh, row to row. I just call a scripture. Maybe some Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12. I'm coming. Okay, look, people, look, some, look at the sea eyes there. The eyes are beginning to shift. It's like, look, mommy shouldn't see me. She doesn't know I'm here. Yeah. So you can see a scripture, and the scripture has a promise. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, that's the condition. Ask what you will, it will be done for you. Ask what you will. How much of the word is in you? Mm-hmm. We'll be begging you. Come to school of the word. Come to school of solid foundation. There be church in your home. I said, let's write exam. Because if you don't write the exam, the truth is that you will learn the scripture. Say, yeah, I don't write the exam. Is it me you are doing? Tell anybody you have done if you are set. Yeah. Yeah. If my words abide in you, God is looking at the thing and God is saying that, look, whatever you ask, I will do. There are some people, whatever they ask, I will do it. Yeah. It's because of how they walk. Even as a human being, I can understand it. Yeah. Some of you, the reason why your father never minds you is your behavior. It's your sobai. It is true. It is true. Your obedient child, you will always favor that obedient child. But the one who, when you say A, say B, when you say C, say D, when you say E, say F, that child, you just do your duty, finish, and that's it. That's it. You will not add any, even the duty, when you are doing Christ, paining you. The church has become very quiet. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Sometimes, even as a pastor, I can be looking at somebody, come and say that, oh, I need this, 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 this in my hand. I'll just look at you. I'm going. The church has become very quiet. No, it is true. Even as a human being. Yeah. You see. But I think that is because there are things in us that are from God. He made us in his image. He says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, whatever you ask, I'll give it to you. But everything, then you are fighting. Everything that you have, you, you have tended that around. Oh, even as a church, there are people that we've had to help. Yeah. One day I had to raise some money for somebody. 
And the money was needed that day. That day. Have you ever raised money for anybody before? And I remember, I was sitting down in one place. I said, Lord, this thing has to be paid. Then he'll give me a name. When he gives me the name, call Pastor Isaac. He, I will hear, he will give you 100. I'll call Pastor Isaac, he'll give me 100. Call Rebecca Eric, I'll call Rebecca. He'll give you 200. I'll call him, he'll give me 200. Pa, 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 like that. Ah, we killed the bill right there. Right there, one morning, just sitting on my bed when I finished, I said, now nah, I can go and bath. I go to bath. <laughs> what am I saying? It was because of the abiding that the person was abiding. So, so the way it was, I didn't now have to describe. I don't know if you understand what I mean. Some of you, if we are to help you, have to start describing. Um, that one who is always sitting by the door, who comes to church only on Sunday, and as soon as we are standing to say the grace, the person has gone. We don't even know who we are talking about. It was. Person's photograph first before you can now. You have to show the photograph. Yeah. So the abiding, even the abiding in his house, very, very important. Very important. You ask whatever you will, it will be done for you. Yeah. Allow me to say it. Yeah. I watch, I watch as people misbehave, come and go. But I also watched just a few days ago. Some young lady blessed me. She had to go for surgery. And when she went, you know, when you're going for surgery, you are always, you know, last minute you are, hey, this sleeping that I'm sleeping, you confess all your sins, perchance. You may not wake up. <laughs> so she needed to go and do this surgery. She had planned for it and everything. And in fact, she needed it done because the thing was disturbing her. So she had needed it done. But as she lay there, contemplating the hair, Charlie, hey, then she said, she suddenly noticed something. She said, the nurse in the operating theater was her church member. The, uh, what, anesthetist, church member. The nurse, as for the doctor there, the doctor, we had given her a doctor, so she knew the doctor there from her church. The what? Uh, pastor doctor. So she knew that the person operating. When she looked, there's another one. She said, Charlie, I'm surrounded. And she slept. Yeah. Yeah, just like that. Are you here? Just because she's abiding in the house. But we talked to some of you about abiding in the house and it's as if we are struggling with you. Yeah. I have watched people who wake up and say, I want to do an album. Then they do album. Album. Then they go and produce the album. <laughs> they go and produce it somewhere. Then the thing becomes like. <laughs> Have you seen a kite that never takes off? You are running, 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 and the kite just does. Never flies. Yeah. Because you didn't know that you are supposed to abide in a house. Yeah. The gospel artists who have survived year after year after year at the top. All of them are abiding in their house. Yeah. Those who come flash in the pan, we release one, one this thing, then we never hear of them again. One this thing, we never hear of them again. They are all these kite flyers, never abiding. Never abiding. You disrespect your church and see. Hey, oh, I'm preaching. I'm preaching. Yeah. Never abiding. What I'm, you see, I can't, as I'm standing here, the names are even flashing through my head. The names are going through my head like this. Yeah. They are abiding in their churches. And they are the ones, their kite has been up for a long time. Last year, Pastor Jobisham was here with us. His name has been there. Oh. Daughters of Glorious Jesus. There goes sister. All of them have churches. Those, those who just came, King's Kid, they all have churches. They are, when I say have churches, they are in their church. They have, they have pastors. They tell you that before we go, we go to our pastor and he are crying that we are going, bless me so that I go. <laughs> I also know one. Hey dear, he woke up. Okay, I can't tell the story. It's okay. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. If I tell the story, it's too close. It's too close. It's too close. It's alright. I don't want trouble. I like, I want to keep my friends. It's okay. Yeah. Never joke with it. 
I'm talking about the abiding. Never. So even in, even on earth, even in your church, you see the difference. You see the difference. Some of you come and say that, oh, I'm not feeling well. I will bless you. I'll pray for you. Uh, yes. At this, I will call my doctor. Please, I'm sending you this person. There's always Christopher. You see, it's an automatic reaction. It's not even from thinking. It's, it's something, it's just automatic. Why? It's the abiding. The abiding. Are you staying? I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say to you. Yeah. Are you staying? So it is the same also with God. He says that if you will stay, if you will abide, if you will do my things as I want them to do, whatever you ask, I will do it for you. The reason why I'm relating to church is because we can relate to it. Yeah. There are some people, something happens to them. We pray on phone. There are some people, something happens. We get up and we go. There's a difference. There's a, hey, in the church, there's favoritism. Don't bring yourself. Yes, there is favoritism. Ah. What are you saying? What are you saying? Actually, I've said it. You can't quote. I don't mind. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Esau. Jacob and hate Esau. It's like that. It is like that. And it has a lot to do with how you walk. It has a lot to do. Are you abiding? Are you there? Or you are not there? Hey, the church has become very quiet. Oh. Eh? They rather was not feeling well. Sunday when you come to my office before meeting, I will not even mind you. Charlie, please give her medicine. Give her that, please. Give her tea to drink. Give her... Yeah, because she's in the house. Oh, you're not in the house. Yeah, she's in the house. Some of you, I don't know whether you are in the house or you are still flying your kites. <laughs> or oh, you don't understand. It's, I hope you are understanding something. Yeah. We don't know everybody. But there are times when a shepherd will come and tell that, oh, this person is in the church all the time. Read your Bible. Do you not see that when Jesus was around, at times the Jews will go and tell him that, oh, he's a good man. He has built us a synagogue. This and that. He is one of us. He's doing his best for us. And Jesus also will work the miracle. He's one of us. He's abiding. Ask your neighbor, you that you are here. If I just ask, who knows you? It's a very important question. Listen, if you are in this church, eh, <laughs> let me say something to you. And listen well. Are you here? If you are here, somebody in this house, from here to here, they must know you. That's all. And know you well. Hey, the church has become quiet again. Yeah. Somebody must know you. Somebody must know you. <laughs> ah, I didn't see him. <laughs> Please ask him, did he pass the airwell? Hey! <laughs> yeah. Somebody must be able to get up and say, oh, that's mine. That's my person. Oh, this one I know. Yeah. Somebody must be able to say that, oh, this is one of us. I know this person. This one is doing. Otherwise, you are flying your kite. You are flying your kite yourself. And Jesus, God is also saying the same thing. If you abide in me, if you will be there, I will know you are there because my word will be in you. When you ask, you will get it. For me, it is one of the things that drives me to pray. Because I realize that when I ask, I get it. And many times, it doesn't even depend on how long I prayed about it. No, no. No. The church has become very quiet. Yeah. One day I woke up and I said, ah, but God, they're saying, I only prayed about it for two minutes, so I got it. I asked for this one, I got it. Hey. Yeah. We have a group of intercessors. I think it's only one person we prayed for who didn't make it. Everybody on that list. Where there is operation in head, 
Operation in the stomach. Where again? The last one was somebody whose heart. Yes. Oh. I forgot. I should have posted one picture of the baby. Oh. Child couldn't eat, couldn't do anything. When they started to operate. And this group of people said, Charlie, these are people when they pray, God answers. Yeah. So I asked the father, can I? Can I? Is it okay with you? I need to give these people the name of yours. I said, these people, when they pray, God answers. Then we started. Took us, it took about 30 days. Oh, probably more. It was more. It was more than that. Oh, about two months ago, I got a picture from the mother. She said, look at this child. The child was running. Play. Oh, what you talking? Please. Not running, moving. He's still young. Yeah. Catching up. Catching up on the lost time. Catching up. Yeah. Because if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you will. That's why I keep on asking, Lord, the one who hasn't learned, cause them to read it now. The one who has forgotten, bring it to their remembrance. The one, why do you think I'm praying? So that you'll be impressed. No, 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 no. Because he answers. Because he answers. Yeah. Because he answers. Wow. Are you in the house? Name it. Ask your neighbor, what are you asking God for? What do your neighbor say? <laughs> Hallelujah. I told you 8.30 we are closing. So, <laughs> We are enjoying the word. But I told you some unbelievers. For those whose faith is not yet strong. Okay. So name it. Number two, claim it. To claim it means that you are now confessing your faith about what you desire from the Lord. You are saying it. Are you there? First, you name it. So you identify, what do I want? Then number two, you begin to say something about it. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? To confess it. That's why I keep on saying that be careful what you say. Don't talk. Don't just talk. Don't just talk. Hallelujah. Amen. Hmm. What do you have to lose anyway? Yeah. So whatever it is that you believe, whatever it is that you want, rise up and say it. Now, how do you know? It is one of the things that shows your level of faith. Because what you declare will be directly related to how much faith you have. So when you don't have a lot of faith, you find yourself saying that, ah, I hope that the exam will be okay. Uh-huh. Or you don't get what I'm saying. But when your faith is strong, they say that, Charlie, I confess an A in that paper, even though, in fact, you have read the book out to cover. I won't hear but, <laughs> but your faith is big. Uh-huh. So as your faith grows, you see that you say some things with more strength. Yeah. With more strength. Hallelujah. What do you have to lose? Look, words, uh, they create, and nobody's going to charge you for them. When I stand here and I say that this is a first love, first, first class, first love church, you cannot beat me. This year, I said, I want how many uh, first class? I want 20. It's my confession. You cannot beat me. I said, last year, I said, I want 10. I got 10. Yes, the year before, I said, I wanted 5. I got 5. My faith was now coming. So when I said 5, I got it. I said, okay, then let me say 10. I got it. So now I said 20. So I'm saying, but why didn't you say 15? You believe yours for 50. Amen. Amen. So your faith grows, and as it grows, confess the thing. Say it. Say it. Yeah. Never let somebody say negative things about you. Yeah. Oh, you, the way you are, I don't think your marriage will work. Hey, I refuse it. My marriage will work. Are you getting me? You just, I refuse it. I will not allow the word to land. Cannot confess such things. And then you too, you stand there, you say that my home will be happy. I will have a good home. You see, some of you who are from broken homes, you are always confessing wrong things over yourself. Ah, the way, the way was, men are trash. You are an idiot. That's why you also, <laughs> what do you mean my men are trash? So that girls who are what? No, people, you know, people generalize based on their heads. So a man will get up and say, hey, all girls are dangerous. <laughs> what? Kill one and live. Fear woman. Kinds of nonsense, and then some of you too. Now, you're more fat. Now, most of you can. 
And then later when you have such a home, then you wonder how did it become like that? Eh? Oh, you are there, then you are calling your wife Jatabi. She will chew you in the house. <laughs> Jatabi is the child of a liar. She will chew you. She will chew you. <laughs> Why not use your mouth to confess something better? She may be a Jatabi, but she will be a Jatabi outside, not in the house. Uh-uh. Hey. Hmm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's look at the scripture again, Mark 11. In fact, I want you to learn Mark 11, 23 and 24 by heart. Learn it by heart. It must be a word that is in you. Look at something. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say, are you seeing it? Unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those, that those things which he saith, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you whatsoever things ye desire when you pray. Believe that you see them and you shall have them. You see in this scripture, say, say, say. The saith is also say in old English. Say. Amen. Amen. So don't use your mouth to say silly things. The paper may not be making sense to you, but declare a good thing. Hallelujah. I, I underlined a particular sentence to read to you. Right from the book. Tell your neighbor, this one is straight from the oven. Bishop says that if you live in Africa, you will find yourself surrounded by many unsolvable problems. <laughs> there are many hopeless situations in this great continent. Today, I'm offering you an answer which is not found through governments and politicians. The master key to your blessing is to name it, claim it, and take it. Ah. Hallelujah. Name it. Look, the way the thing is to know, your father works for the government, civil servants. Your mother works for the government, government. Two civil servants. What's your future? How are they going to pay the school fees of the five of you? You must understand that it is by faith. And actually, that's why Ghana exists. We exist, we are a nation of faith, I tell you. We believe God for things. Not government. Not at all. They only give us more prayer topics. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? No, people rise up and believe things. Yeah. And they will be insulting us for it. But that is what is keeping us. Look at the salary of your father and ask, how does he pay my fees? Hey. Hmm. Most of you, when you leave home, you have left zero in the household. By the time they pay your things, Charlie, but they are still eating and you go back and meet them. Yeah. Hallelujah. But are you understanding something? Give me for Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. This is also a verse that, you see, these scriptures, you must learn them. Uh-huh. You must learn them. This is Paul speaking. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You see, it is a scripture, and if you will take it and believe it, it will come to pass. One time, one of my children was bitten by a dog. This was many, many, many years ago. You can see that all my children are grown up. But the problem was that in those days, when you had a dog bite, how many were the injections? In those days, I think well, 14. Yes, they were 14 and they, were, they needed to be administered in fat. Not, you see, so it was in a particular... I think they've changed it now, I don't know. Is it still the same? No, 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 not the vaccine. The treatment after the bite. Yeah. They used to do it in the, in the fat of the stomach. Yeah. So they'll put you down, then they'll hold... They have to get a place where they can get... And then they'll inject there. Meanwhile... This was somebody that ordinary injection cry. So I said, 14, 14, 14 injections into the fat of the stomach. 
I said, Lord God Almighty, I don't know how. On top of that, when we went to the hospital, they told us that on top of that, this thing, it is so rare that it's not administered by every nurse. So they told us that it's one particular nurse who had to administer it. So they called her because she was not on duty and sent me to her house to administer it. So, as I was there, I was watching this child withering because already the ordinary injection, I'm showing you how scripture works. Ordinary injection, the person cannot. How many of you can lie flat? On top of that, we have gone to this one specialized nurse. What if she makes a mistake? One nurse, the whole family, one nurse. Then, and 14 of them. You will go and come. I think it was every two or three days. I've forgotten. Well, yeah, it was over a period of time. 14, that's two weeks, so even if you are going every day. And I watched. So as I watched the child just, then I said, Lord, help me. Because to give an injection in a child who is struggling, it's more beastly. I said, help. Then I remembered the scripture. So I started the child. I said, listen, do you believe the word of God? He said, yes. I said, do you know the scripture? Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He said, oh, yes, I can do all things. I said, start to quote it. So the child started. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. He said, so. I said, so. You can take the injection also. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do all things. By that time, the woman was preparing to come. As the lady came, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I said, just lie over me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So the child lay down. And then, I was just looking at the child. I didn't even look at the needle. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do all things. Injection number one, we have survived. 14 days. The last time, by the last day, as he was going for the injection, he just went and laid down. Crap. <laughs> oh, he waited man no see before. He did it. Yeah. What had happened? The word had entered the head, had entered the heart, had entered the spirit. I can do all this. Is this injection you say I gotta do? Do. I tell you today, as you go for your paper tomorrow, I want you to confess it. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. I can get an A in that paper. I can pass my exam. I can live without trailing. I can live without fornication. I can learn the word of God. I can do all things. Start to confess. I can do all things. I can do all things. Put your office. What is yours? Put it there. I can build a house. I can build a church. I can have people. I can have you. Just begin to confess. Begin to say it. Hey, it's not said in your head though. I can do all things. Somebody here, you want to be a rich man. You are saying, I can do all things. Through Christ. Through Christ. Through Christ. Through Christ. Through Christ. Through Christ. I can have a big church. Through Christ. Who strengthens me. I can be a proper Christian. Through Christ. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. I cannot hear your prayer. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and pray. I can do all things. Right. I can do all things. Begin to confess that you can do all things. Your strength is holding out. You are passing these exams. You are sailing through with days. It is working for you. It's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting better. I can do all things. 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 Through Christ. 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 I can do it. 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 
Lord, for lifting us up. Thank you that we can do all things through Christ. Thank you that we can do all things through Christ. Thank you that we can do all things through Christ. Thank you that we can do all things through Christ. Thank you that we can do all things through Christ. Oh, we take away fear tonight. We remove all weariness tonight. We remove all confusion tonight. We remove all distractions tonight. We declare that we can do all things. We can do all things. We declare that we can live as children of God. We declare that we are the head and not the tail. We declare that we are triumphing in the name of Jesus. We declare that it is well with us. We declare that we are walking in health. We declare that we are walking in strength. We declare that our God is more than able. We declare that we are victorious. We declare that we are triumphant. We are declaring that the enemy shall not have his way over us. We declare that we walk with angelic hosts. We declare that God is enough for us. We declare that we are provided for. We declare that it is enough for us. Oh, start to clap your hands and give glory to God tonight. Give glory to God tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise, oh God. Oh, we give you praise, oh God. Oh, we give you praise, oh God. We thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you for this Tuesday. Thank you for seeing us thus far in all that we stand in and that we do. I thank you for healing those who have not been well. I thank you for strength. I thank you for the memories that are retaining better than before in the name of Jesus. Thank you for preserving us from human error in the name of Jesus. Thank you for favor, oh God. So much favor. To you be the glory. To you be the glory. Great things indeed you have done. We give you praise and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Maybe you came here tonight, somebody invited you, but you have not yet made up with Jesus. Oh, I want you to give your life to him and experience the life of faith. It's your first step of faith to give your life to him. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to pray with you. I want you to lift up your right hand and we'll pray together. You're here. You cannot say for sure that I know that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Please don't leave here unsure. Lift up your right hand. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you for rescuing us, for saving us. In Jesus' name, amen.